Welcome to Peer to Peer the Podcast, brought to you by Rainer. This episode of Peer to Peer the Podcast is one of four limited edition episodes dedicated to Omidria, which will be of particular interest to our listeners in the United States. Tune in as top surgeons have great conversations with their peers about the impact of using Omidria on patient outcomes and their experiences introducing it to their clinics. Hello, my name is Arjun Hura a refractive cataract and anterior segment surgeon at the Maloney Shammy Vision Institute in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the podcast. The first in the series that I'll be hosting to talk about Omidria, the only FDA approved combination medicine for pupil dilation and control of inflammation and cataract surgery. In this episode, I will be talking with surgeons about the use of Omidria, how it affects cataract surgery, as well as tips for implementation and practice. Our first guest today is Dr. Gary Foster, an ophthalmologist who practices in Colorado. Here, he talks about the noticeable difference in outcomes when utilizing Omidria. So my advice to surgeons that haven't tried or used Omidria is first, try the product um, for two reasons. One, if you're a doctor that's not currently using NSAIDs perioperatively, the data is convincing, and this was decided long ago that NSAIDs perioperatively make a big difference in the quality of outcome the experience patients have and your ability to perform good surgery, even making you more efficient as a surgeon. So if you're not currently using an EDSED, then this is a no-brainer to begin using Omidria in your practice. If you are a doctor that believes in NSAIDs already and understands that data, then the advantage of incorporating Omidria is first, it removes those compliance errors where patients really haven't preloaded I now control that compliance by putting it in right when we need it. Second, it allows me to make sure that I achieve the right concentrations uh, for those where there's been lower absorption for any of the reasons that can affect corneal drop absorption. I now can ensure that I have the right concentration and I have all of those advantages. So my advice would be to try the product and it will be obvious to you its advantages in maintaining the pupil and affecting the quality of the surgery and your patient experience. And the proof will be in the trial and it will be obvious for you. Next, we hear from Dr. Rebecca Metzinger, who practices at Tulane University in New Orleans. Rebecca, can you please explain the impact of adding Omidria to your cataract surgeries? Before Omidria, we were having nurses mix up lidocaine and epinephrine and then hand it off. That was something we were injecting. Uh, But Omidria has easily become part of our practice, not just because we as the surgeons love it, it, but it's also because our nurses and scrub techs love it. It makes life much simpler. They know they take that bottle, they put it in the irrigation solution, they pull a little bit out to have on the field for the beginning of the case, but it's the same way every day. And the huge safety factor is that this formulation is FDA approved, but manufactured in a process that's very safe and predictable. And you know, I, I, I really wouldn't want to go back to either compounding or mixing medications that I'm injecting into an eye. If you are operating at a facility that does not offer Omidria, or you are considering incorporating it routinely into your surgeries, our next few guests have some great advice on how to get started. Beginning with Dr. Denise Visco, who shares how she convinced her ASC administrator to incorporate Omidria into cataract surgeries. When I first wanted to use the Omidria product, I spoke with the administrator at our ASC and told her that I was looking to use this new product that was going to deliver a better experience to our surgical patients. 
and she became of course very interested because I truly believe that that's what Omidria does and we looked at the reimbursement model because obviously in wanting to provide this to our patients we have to make sure that the facility that it's viable for the facility so we worked with um, the Omidria Sure program and we've been quite pleased with it. Dr. Netta Nikpour, who practices in Hawaii and Wisconsin's Dr. Paul Singh, echo Dr. Visco's advice and suggest that all it takes to start with Omidria is a phone call. For any surgeon who's thinking about using Omidria that's not using it yet, I would say call your rep and just try it. You know, they can help you with billing. They can help you figure it all out. It's super simple and it's there. And then you can assess it for yourself and see what you actually think. I have found that it's been really helpful. If you're thinking about using Omidria, it's pretty simple. Basically talk to your rep and have them help you integrate it in the time of surgery. It's basically putting a vial of this medicine of phenylephrine and ketorolac into the bottle. There's no setup time for the surgery, no setup time for the staff, working with your rep and therefore you start first five, 10 cases. And actually what I would also recommend is compare first five, 10 cases with and then without and see how's the behavior of the iris and look at your post-op inflammation, post-op regimen, and you yourself can see the difference as well. So far in this episode, we've covered the whys and the hows for incorporating Omidra into cataract surgery. Now, we're going to turn our attention to patient selection and the use of Omidra in complex cases, beginning with Dr. Kendall Donaldson, who also has some great advice on patient selection. So you can start with you know, maybe a patient that uh, is a higher risk, such as a pseudoexfoliation patient who has a small pupil, a diabetic patient that maybe doesn't dilate very well. But I think once you start to gain more and more experience with Amidria, you want to use it on almost all of your cases. And certainly it makes the case a bit easier, more efficient. Dr. Metzinger adds that in her practice, she frequently deals with complex cataract cases and rarely needs to increase post-operative steroids when she uses Omidria in these cases. As a cornea specialist, I tend to get referrals of the difficult cases, very dense nucleuses, patients that have zonular weakness and other issues. I find that when we have Omidria on board, I feel like we have much less inflammation than what we expect clinically uh, in, in my hands. I find that I go in thinking, oh, I'll have to put in something else, you know, maybe a, use a lot more steroids and even work with the retina docs to give some sort of injected medicine, you know, a week out, days out. We've been pleasantly surprised uh, clinically that many times these cases, they don't have the edema, the inflammation that we would have expected prior to using Omidria. My own personal experience mirrors that of Dr. Metzinger. When I started to routinely incorporate Omidra into my practice, I noticed a reduction in post-operative day one edema, intraocular inflammation, and improved patient comfort. We also asked our guests today if they have also seen how Omidra helps improve outcomes following cataract surgery. Let's start first with Dr. Keith Walter from North Carolina. Even though I use a topical NSAID, I still like Omidria on board because I really feel like my, ins my instance of CME post-op is as close to zero as you can possibly get it. It's less than 1% in the studies that we've done. One of the studies we did was 0.4% CME rate when we did OCT on everybody. And this is a patient with a really dense lens that comes in preoperatively and he wants a premium lens. So I want him to have a premium outcome. And so definitely want him to have Omidria. And I want that, I know that case may take a little longer, that, that lens is gonna be a little denser. I may have the potential to stir up a little bit more inflammation. Also, maybe, you know, have issues with the iris during surgery. 
So I don't want any of that. I want this case to go well. So for, for this case, it's just a reminder for me that we used Omidria, patient had no CME, no macular thickening, did great, and ended up with a, a 2020 outcome, even though his lens, as you can see, is probably a four plus NS uh, with a lot of cortical changes, and it was kind of blocking our OCT. Dr. Metzinger, have you seen the same thing in your patients? We oftentimes notice that our patients overnight have not had any pain or foreign body sensation. We have decreased inflammation. You know, very rarely do we have more than one to two plus cell. Anecdotally, I've had patients referred to me as a specialist uh, that have other issues, diabetic macular edema, and macular edema after branch vein occlusion for several examples. And it's surprising that a week out when the patients uh, go to see the retina doctors, many times that uh, edema and inflammation has resolved and that was unexpected. Before we wrap up, let's discuss how Omidra can help cataract surgeons just starting out, beginning with Dr. Mitch Jackson, who practices in Chicago. We well, have a program, a cataract refractive fellowship program, and almost all these fellows I've had over the last six, seven years have had no experience using Omidra. And they, they asked me the first day, like, what's different in surgery? Uh, what's easier? Why is it easier? It's because the pupil staying the normal size that you want from the beginning to the end of the case. You have less floppiness, you have less surprises of a pupil going kind of goofy on you during surgery. So the fellows love to see as new, kind of newer surgeons, well, how Omidria makes their life easier, makes the surgery uh, less complicated majority of the times, and it avoids issues. Uh, as you know, we want to always avoid complications. And so I can't even think about the number of times Omidria has probably saved me uh, throughout my career in the last eight years, and I don't know how I'd be able to operate without it. This has also been the experience for Dr. Metzinger, who trains residents in cataract surgery. I teach residents of all skill levels, first years, second years, third years. And I will say anecdotally that it seems we have far fewer complications using Omidria. And I, I think that is a huge testimony to the, you know, the efficacy of the Omidria. And on top of that, it's nice not having to stretch pupils. I feel like we have far fewer you know, issues that lead to vitreous loss, because again, what is the most expensive thing? Breaking you know, or rupturing capsule, losing vitreous, having to open a vitrectomy handpiece. So I'm very thankful to Amidria for that because it just takes so much stress off the residents and hence it takes the stress off of me. As we have learned today, Omidria is an important addition to our cataract surgery armamentarium. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their experience on working with Amidria. In upcoming editions of the Peer-to-Peer -Peer podcast, we will dive deeper into the clinical outcomes, as well as spend some time with Dr. Bill Wiley, Dr. Kathleen McCabe, and Dr. Netta Shami to hear their insights on Omidria. For more information about this episode's topic and to read the show notes, visit the Peer-to-Peer -peer hub at reina.com forward slash peer-to-peer dash Omidria. If you enjoyed listening to this conversation, please subscribe to our channel to be notified of new episodes. This podcast is provided for general information purposes only. The presenter's views are their own. Rayner does not endorse off-label use. Users must refer to the product labelling and instructions for use for Rayner products in all cases. Not all Rayner products are available in all countries. The full disclaimer can be found in the show notes. Omidria podcasts are for the attention of USA HCPs only. Omidria is distributed by Rayner Surgical Inc. Important safety information. 
Omidria must be added to irrigating solution prior to use and is contraindicated in patients with known hypersensitivity to any of its ingredients. Systemic exposure of phenylephrine may cause elevations in blood pressure. The most commonly reported ocular adverse reactions at greater than 2% are eye irritation, posterior capsulopacification, increased intraocular pressure and anterior chamber inflammation. Please see the full prescribing information for Omidria at omidriahcp.com forward slash documents forward slash eight forward slash omidria dash prescribing dash information dot pdf.